0: We're going to go ahead and get started today, so uh, good afternoon. My name is Keith Kurtz, and you guys are here for building a vibrant men's ministry, and so again, thanks for coming to this session. I'm honored to be a part of that. Uh, Thanks for plugging in after lunch, so if you guys uh, tend to doze off, I understand the chicken from heaven got you a little sleepy, So, but no, excited to share with you guys today uh, I'm the associate pastor at Calvary Church in Maumee, and I've been on staff now for 15 years, and so uh, I started out as our kids pastor for seven years and did that, and then moved into our role of the associate role in the last eight years. Um, you know, I've been, you know, been married now 26 years, and so to my beautiful wife, Marin we have four growing kids. Uh, an awesome daughter-in-law, and just found out I'm going to be a grandpa for the first time, so, yeah, so, man, I'm excited, you know, my wife's here today in Columbus, because our daughter, youngest daughter attends Ohio State, but they're out spending my money, so, you know, so, you know, they, they, yeah, so I know, we, yeah, we probably should take an offering, yeah, so, yeah, but, you know, uh, so excited, yeah, take two, yeah, there you go, but, uh, uh, you know, Over the years, in all the different things that I've had a chance to lead at church, uh, one of the things I've, you know, had an honor to always be a part of is our men's ministry. And uh, men's ministry is uh, something special to me. Um, You know, I love men's ministry. I love getting with guys. Uh, But uh, men's ministry has played a key role in my life. And so um, the reason I say that was when I was 18 years old, uh, I went to church, you know, for the first time. Uh, this pretty girl invited me to a church and I went and I ended up marrying that pretty girl, but you know so that, it was nice, but uh, I was I was a mess guys. Uh, I never I did grew up in a non-Christian home. Man, I didn't know how to read the Bible. I didn't know any of those things, you know, and I went to an AG church so you know that first Sunday and they're speaking in tongues and everything else. I'll tell you what. I was a mess. like what am I getting myself into, you know? Um, but you know, it was a few weeks after a Sunday, you know, after Easter Sunday, I remember that church going, I can still go to that church and tell you that spot that I went to and cried my heart out and accepted Jesus. And you know, what was cool about that is a few weeks later, I got invited to a men's ministry group and uh, this men's ministry group, I walked in and my father-in-law was a part of that. Uh, it was a group of guys, not a big group. But, man, a group of guys that accepted this young guy who was a mess, this young guy who, man, didn't even know how, like I said, how to read his Bible, didn't even know how to pray, all these things. And these group of men took me, and they invested into me. And they changed my life. And so, man, that group, you know, again, I grew up in Sandusky. So that group was just an amazing group that, again, just accepted me and changed me and that group welcomed me and it was a life-changing group and so um, you know again I had guys teaching me the word this group also you know took me to a promise keeper you guys remember promise keepers back in the day yeah so they took me to a promise keepers we loaded up the bus from from that church and went there I'm the youngest guy on this bus and you know had a promise keeper I was filled with the Holy Spirit You know, and just, you know, and again, coming back and before I got married, this group at this church just, again, like, hey, Keith, you know what? This is what it means to be a man of God. Hey, Keith, this is what it has to do. And so this group of men were actually practicing Proverbs 27, verse 17, iron sharpens iron, you know. They were doing that. And so that's why I love men's ministry because men's ministry has the potential to change somebody's life. And so and that's what we, we got to think about in our churches. What is our men's ministry? What does it look like? And so that's why I'm passionate about it. Um, we can have a vibrant men's ministry, guys. I want you to think about it like this. We have a vibrant men's ministry. Think about how that will change the guys in your church, how that will change people's homes, how it will change people's, how guys go to the workplace, how they act, how they raise their kids and everything else. And I think, you know, that if we get those changes, you will start seeing homes change for a positive way, a positive way uh, for God. And so that's, again, again, why I'm passionate about men's ministry. I want to see life change taking place in guys' life. And so when I think about the church as a whole, every church that we have in America, there's, you know, there's guys that come to church and you have a different group of guys sitting in your church. And I think we have four different groups of guys that sit in our church. So think with this with me for a second and see if you agree with it. I think you always have the, the group of men that are there, the unsaved men group. You know, you got the guy that's coming that's man, his girlfriend's pulling him along or his wife's pulling him along. He's, he's never been in a church or he's been in a church, but, man, he's just not, man, he's just not serving God. So he's just sitting there, and after service, he gets up, and he's usually, let's go, honey. I'm out the door, you know, if you're, you know, a guy, a pastor, anybody, you're, you're on your first impression team, whatever, you try to talk to this guy, and he's just really short with you, he just doesn't want much, so you have your unsaved group there, uh, then you got the men in your church who are the, the, the disciples, they're the guys that, man, they want everything you can teach them, they want all the Bible studies, or they're the guys that want to lead all the Sunday schools or the Wednesday nights for you. They're your disciples. They're the guys that are like, man, they can quote scripture all the way through. They know, it. They know the, the word just as good as you or even better than you, you know. So you have your disciples there. And then you got the men in your church. This is your third group you have that are your leaders. They're just the leaders that, you know, they, they, they lead their community. They lead in their job. Uh, they've read every leadership book there is. They probably can write their own leadership book. They're just You can just go up, talk to them, and say, man, you're a leader. I know you're a leader. Let me pull you along. Let me be a part of that. You know. And then you have the guy that's sitting in your church. This is the fourth group, I think, you the men we have in our church is the men who are hurting. And these are the guys that are man, they're sitting there like, my marriage is falling apart. Man, finances are killing us right now man, I don't like my job right now, I don't know how to parent, I have all this, and they're sitting there with all the weight on their shoulder, but when they come in, they're like, hey pastor, how you doing? Hey, how are you doing? But when they sit in your pews, sit in your seats at your church, they're just hurting, and so again, I think these are the four groups that we have in our church, and for a men's ministry to be successful, I think when you got to think about all four of these groups, you have to look at them and say, okay, hey, how do we reach these group of men in our church? How do we do that? And in order to do that, you know, again, I think we have to be a vibrant men's ministry. A men's ministry is willing to say, hey, I'm going to meet that. I'm going to do that. And today I want to give you my thoughts, my experiences on building a men's ministry. And I'll be honest with you guys, I, I've messed up doing this too, you know. There's times that I've tried something it doesn't work. There's times that I think it's working it's not really working. But so these are just some experiences that I have, uh, you know, and here in a little bit, I want to hear about your guys' groups. I want you to be able to answer, you know, answer any of the questions you might have about a men's ministry that, you know, you know, and I might be able to sit here and learn something from you guys today as well. So there's some steps that that I've taken kind of with our men's ministry that I think are important. The first one is this you need to have your lead pastor buy-in and support. And so, you know, a men's ministry needs the buy-in and the support of the lead pastor for it to be successful. In other, in all our churches that we have, we have all these ministries that take place, right? Think about your church. You got, you got your kids ministry, you got your youth ministry, you got, I don't know, there's just, I can just list all the ministries. There's all those ministries there. But I think it's so important that your lead pastor... Is bought into your men's ministry and he supports it. So how does that happen? You know how do you do that? I think you have to really sit with your lead pastor and say hey these are the goals that I have for our men's ministry. This is the vision I have for men's ministry. And then you have to ask this question is so what do you see the men's ministry to be for our church? I think it's important to allow your lead pastor to speak into that as well. And tell you, hey, man, I want to see guys do this. Or, hey, I see our men's ministry, that we're traveling, we're doing missions and all that. And then in, incorporate that into that part of it. But it's so important, I think, to have your lead pastors buy in. Because then when he gets up on the stage on a Sunday morning and he has to speak about men's ministry, he might have to say anything, he's bought into it. And he likes it and says, hey, look, let me tell you what's happening in men's ministry. that. So that's the first one, lead pastors buy in and support. Is important the second one is it's got to have a vision and it's got to have a mission and so a vision and a mission in order for it to be a vibrant ministry to take place there needs to be a vision and a mission so over the years again I've seen you know different ministries you know in, in your church that they all have a vision and they have a mission you know you think about it you know again I come out of the you know kids pastor world again you know when I was doing kids ministry you know, I, you know, one of our visions was, hey, I just want to make disciples. I want to do this. And, you know, and then I would have Royal Rangers. Then there was kind of a mission statement for Rangers. Then I would have this group, and, then, you know, it was all this mission statement for that. But over the years, I started to sit back and think about, man, that, that doesn't, I get it, but it doesn't make sense. You know, for a men's ministry to be great and do that, I, in my opinion, it should fall right under the, the vision and the mission of the church. You should follow whatever the vision and mission of your church is. And your men's ministry should be able to fit right in that box. You know, at Calvary, you know, again, like I said, I, you know, I, I'm from Calvary, Maumee. Our, our vision is life change. And so Jesus said that he came uh, to give us life in the fullness, and you know, in all fullness in John chapter 10. So it's our belief that, you know, God has created us to not only experience this life change, but to help other people experience it, so how do we do that? Our our whole part at Calvary is this: we, when you connect, when you grow, and when you serve, you're going to experience life change. So when we're connecting, when you're growing, think about it, when a guy is connecting, he's experiencing life change. He's meeting people, he's doing things, and and so he's you know he's experiencing life change. When he's growing, so that's growing in the word, you know. Think about it, even in my own, our own walk of our life, when we started to grow, God just does something amazing. And so we want people to do that. And then when you serve, we, you know, we talk about life change happening there. So life change is what we're about, and we want that. And so in our men's ministry, guess what it is? We want guys to experience life change. So everything we do is about life change. And so when we plan and think about men's ministry, we run it through that filter of our mission. You know, life change. So if if I'm going to run an event for whatever it is, is this a chance for a guy to experience life change? Is this a chance for a guy to connect? Is this a chance for a guy to grow and or serve? And if you answer no to any of those questions, guess what is? We're not, guess what happens? We're not going to do that. You know, it's just, you know, so it's simple. So I think again, for a vibrant men's ministry to take place, what is the mission and vision of your ministry? you know, and again, I think it's lining it with the church, you know, is important, so whatever your church has a vision and ministry, I mean, mission, whatever that is, put your men's ministry right there with that, and then that part of it works out well, and so, and it also makes it easy when someone comes up to you and says, hey, Andy, what's, what's the vision of men's ministry, you know, you're easy to say, man, it's this, it's the same as the church. It's this way, you know. So, again, that's just my opinion. You guys might say, you're like, hey, he's way off. You know, he's had too much chicken already or whatever. But that's just, that's what I think is, man, let it line up with the church. Let it be the vision of the church. Let it be the mission of the church, and it's easy that way. Uh, third thing is this, a vibrant men's ministry is, uh, it happens when you build a leadership team. Develop a leadership team. Um, the height of your men's ministry will determine the depth of your leadership. So the height of your leadership, you know, let me say that again to you. The height of your men's ministry will be determined by the depth of your leadership. So put together a leadership team of four guys, 12 guys that are able to come along with you. that agree with you that you want you want to grow this ministry. You want this ministry to take off. Uh, find a group of guys that want to make impact not only in your church, but in your community. Um, look, for the, look for the guys in your church who are hungry about leadership. You know They're just the leaders. Look for the guys in your church who are the disciples. You guys know those guys who are good in your church that can teach the word or are hungry for the word. Look for those guys. And then sit with those guys. Invite them for a time of a hey, coffee. You know, as guys, what do we love to do? We love to eat, right? So yeah, so sit them down and say, hey, let's have a little bit of dinner together or a little bit of a meal together here, and let's talk a little bit and share your heart and your vision for men's ministry. And once you're done with that part of it, if you got the right set of guys, they're ready to jump in. They're ready to say, yep, I'm ready to go. I'll do that with you, Pastor. Hey, I'll do that with you, whoever it is, and say, I'm going to lead with you. And when I think about this, you know, uh, don't waste your time with trying to persuade someone to be on your leadership team. You know, if you sit with a group of guys and say, hey, this is my vision, this is my ministry for Calvary, I mean, for our Calvary men's group, you know, whatever whatever group you have, and, and they sit there and they say, well, I don't know. I just don't know if I have enough time, you know. Well... Man, pastor, let me check with my wife, you know. (laughs) You got all this doubt going on. Guess what? It's all right to move on and say, you know what? It's all right. I'm going to go to the next group of guys. And And when I think about all that, we have our best example of picking a leadership team when we look at Scripture. Jesus did this, you know, when he picked his disciples. We see it in Mark. We see it when Jesus, he he was walking along the Sea of Galilee. And who did he see? He saw the two brothers out there fishing. What did he do? He went to them. And what did they do? Immediately, right? They dropped what they were doing and said, let's go. They didn't say, well, Jesus, I don't know, man. The fish is biting so good right now. I just don't know what we're going to do. You know, I don't know about that they immediately did that. We see again later in scripture where he just he walked down a little bit further and he's got brothers out in the boat. And what do they do? They signed up. They're ready to go. So that's an example of a leadership team. You, that's guys are saying, "Look, we're all in. Let's go." And that's a leadership team that's saying, "You know what? I want to be a part of that. I want to do that. I want to create that." You know? And that's, that's the part. So don't, don't feel like you have to sit there for a while and keep persuading someone to be on your team, you know. The right guy is there for you, so find that person and go with it. You know, on my team, I have seven guys right now that are on our leadership team, and uh, they all have something uh, uh, different they, they are passionate about for our men's ministry. Uh, I have one guy, you know, who loves discipleship stuff. He loves, he teaches, he loves that part. He's also a tech guy. So it's a benefit for me to have this guy who deci- loves discipleship, but he's a tech guy. So when we do something, I just, you know, Scott, you got it taken care of, man. I, you know, I don't have to worry about that. i got one guy on our team. He loves to serve other guys. So one of the things that he loves to do when we get together, he's the guy that's making coffee. He's the guy that wants to, you know, cook food for everybody, you know he that's his gift and he loves that but he's also the guy that loves small groups so he's constantly like pastor what are we doing about small groups pastor why aren't we getting guys more guys in this small group that's what he's passionate about and so i love that part of it i got a guy on our team who's a, who's an engineer and so he comes up with all the like the formulas he's like so we're going to do this outreach with guys there's going to be this many guys this many pounds of food and so we need this you know this is how you know he comes up with it and I love it because I don't have to think about it you know and so he has a passion the other guys on our, our team has passion for different things but they their number one goal is this they want to see guys' life change they want guys to experience life change and so they're ready to do whatever it is to be a part of that team and so they serve on that team with me. Uh, they're a great group of guys. Uh, and this, it's, it's, you know, it's no, I don't have to worry about what they're thinking, like if they're questioning, uh, I had enough I really wanted to be on this team. No, before I can finish what we, our goal was for men's ministry, they're already talking things and already pushing, hey, this is what I want to be. So... It's cool there, That I love that part of it. Um, And then, you know, as a men's ministry leadership team, we've put together three things that we agree with as our leadership team, what we're gonna follow and and be a part of and do. And uh, so the first one is this. Uh, This is, uh, you know, something I love, is we're gonna be honest and accountable. And so our leadership team is honest with each other. Our team knows that they can come, they can share ideas, and I'm not going to sit there and say, oh my goodness, that was the worst idea that I ever heard. You know, they're able to come and talk about any concerns they have. They're able to come and just share all the things they have. So we're honest with each other that way. And this is the part I love about this team, is then we're accountable to each other. See, these guys, these seven guys that I have on our team, are, you know, they're able to call a foul in my life. And so they, I'm accountable to these guys as well. And so they can look into my life and say, you know what, Keith? <sighs> lately, you just haven't been yourself. Or hey, Keith, you know what? Let me call this out. And then vice versa, I'm able to do that to them too. And we do that part of it. What we've started new here lately that is that, man, I love this part of it. You know, These guys are serving with me. And I can look at these guys, hey, they're just my volunteers. And you know, I, I know I can get them to do about anything for men's ministry, and so I can look at, hey, they're just a volunteer for me. But no, what I'm really looking at these guys. These are this is my team. This is my leadership team. So I want to invest back into them. And so what I've been doing lately with these guys is that I'm taking these guys all out as a group, or I'm meeting them one on one and saying, hey, let's walk through. You know, Pastor's sermon here lately. What do you, what have you got out of his sermon? Or hey, let's walk through some scripture together. What are what is God speaking to you? And or I'm able to meet with these guys for coffee. And so what that's done for our leadership change uh, team, it's changed the way our team functions. The way it is, God's really just kind of just anointed that. And so now our team is like it was close before, but now it's like this. It's it's tight, and it, it is it's it's you know it's hard to. They just want to be together and talk and grow and all that. But then also what we're seeing is the fruit come out of our men's ministry. I'm watching things take place in our group and things are changing because I think this because it started with us first as a leadership team being accountable to each other and showing that hey, this is what we're going to what men's ministry is about. This is what we want to do. The second thing is this, we plan together, you know. We meet, we plan what's going on to take place in men's ministry. We plan uh, studies that we're going through, we plan events, we plan serving opportunities, uh, and we do, th- we get together, you know, every other month to kind of do that part of that and plan those things. We plan the calendar, uh, we do that. And then this is the one that I'm pretty big on, the third part of this, we lead together. You know, uh, at our men's event, it's, it's very easy for me to get up to talk. I like to talk, I like to be in front of people, I like that part of it. But it's very easy for me to get up and do all that. And our team, again, when I put this leadership team together, I should say when God put this leadership team together, I want them to lead as well. You know, When you're when you asking people to serve with you, we're also asking them to lead. And that's being a leader right there, allowing somebody else to lead. So our guys, I allow them to get up and make announcements. I allow our guide to lead in prayer. I allow our guys to, hey, they're going to lead a study and do that. That's, that's them, I think they see that and they show that, hey, he believes in me. He trusts me and that stuff. So we lead together, and so it's not the one-man show uh, situation. I don't want to be the one-man show, and so uh, it's, it's cool to be a part of that. So now you've you got your lead pastors uh, back in. You have his vision, you got your vision, you have the leadership team. Now it's time to roll out your ministry. It's time to put that together. And so I think if you have those three first things right there, again, the backing of the lead pastor, you got your, your you got your leadership team, you got your vision, you're ready to roll out your program. What does men's ministry look like for you? And again, I encourage you when you get ready to roll that out, start thinking about the group of men in your church again. You know, think about the guys that are sitting in your church, those four groups again, the guys that are there who are not saved. The guys there who are your disciples, the guys who are there who are your leaders, the guy who's hurting, and make your program your men's ministry to fit all that, and um, that is that is that's key to that part of it, uh, helping that out. So when we plan those things, when we think about that, we're constantly going back to that groups. Okay, is this the potentially to meet to meet somebody who's not saved? Is this potentially able to help somebody continue to grow? And so we continue to ask those questions to do that. And then when we start to put your program together, uh, you know, I want to walk you through, you know, the kind of the things we do at Calvary a little bit. And again, just because we do it at Calvary doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to fit your church. you That's where you have to figure out what fits your church. But this will give you an example, kind of the, the things that we walk through. When we started to walk through this and started questioning, okay, hey, what day of the week are we going to meet? You know, I think you have to ask those questions. What day of the week is your men's ministry going to meet? What time is it going to take place? Where is it going to take place at? You know, uh, what, uh, you know are we going to do anything on Saturdays? Are we going to do, you know, any kind of events? What it, what is it, what's all these questions you need to you talk, walk through? And uh, as we started to look at those questions and try to answer them, we went back to, you know, what we were seeing as a church, the average attendance of somebody that attends church. So four years ago, I think it was different. You know, I think people were very faithful coming to church, they are there, but today it's, it's totally different, right? And maybe you're not seeing it in your church, but we see it maybe a person's coming maybe once or twice a month, and then they're watching online because they got other things going on in life and doing that. And so you're, you're not seeing it like everybody there being all the time there on a regular basis, you know? We have our people who are regular people that, man, you open the doors, they're there, you know? But then you also see, like, hey, I haven't seen Bill in five weeks. And it's just uncommon that Bill, I mean, it's common now that Bill is just, he might tend twice a month, you know, or once a month or whatever. But he's still part of your church. And so when we started to think about that, then we started to think about this. Isn't it harder to get men involved in men's ministry? <laughs> and, and so we started to think about this even more on this part of it. You know, you can ho- ladies can host a ladies' ministry event. And, like, every woman in the church will show up, right? And it's like, I scratch my head, like, whoa, why all these ladies, they're just, you know, man, why can't we get it together? Why can't we be better than the ladies, you know? We're called to be better than them, you know? And so why why can't it? But then I started to watch this and even put myself in, these, in the other guy's shoes. Think about it. Guys work all week long. Yeah, they come home. They. they you know, they think they're going to go to the event, and the wife says, oh, I've been home all week with the kids, you're really going to go to that men's ministry thing, or they've been, they've just been so tired and everything else, and they feel guilty when they come home, they say, hey, I got to spend time with my wife, I got to spend time with my kids, I got to do these thi- other things, or hey, you know, I got to take my kid to soccer this weekend, I take my kid to basketball, i take a lot, so we started to, you know, look at all that thing, so how are we going to attract the guys, how are we going to get them in, because it's, their schedules are crazier. Guys can give a little bit of, you know, other reasons why they have not come. And I also think as guys, we always say, yeah, I don't need men's ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need other guys in my life. You know, I'm good, you know. Or, hey, I don't want to get close to somebody because then I have to share what's the weights on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so they start think, saying those things to themselves. Like, and so they check themselves out of men's ministry. So when we started asking those questions, and started saying, "Okay, what are we going to? How are we going to get guys come come to?" And I, you know, we came up with this: "Hey, we want to have a filter that when guys come into men's ministry, there's different levels they can come into. There's different interests they can come into. So one of the first things that we created that hey, this is a way for them to get guys in. We call it first thing, and first thing takes place for us uh, on the first Saturday every month. It's the starts at 8.30 in the morning, and it's, you know, on the church calendar, and it happens the first, again, first Saturday, first thing in the morning. We have coffee and donuts. So the guy that wants coffee and donuts, he's able to come in. Uh, we go into one, our youth room. We have round tables set up. Guys are able to check in, you know, get there again, their coffee and donuts. And then we have some kind of discipleship component taking place chance for guys to learn, you know, hear God's word, and then, you know, and then we break them down into small groups, and then they, you know, have a discussion questions, excuse me, and then they talk about those discussion questions, you know, and uh, I'll be honest with you, at first when we did it, guys didn't want to talk, but now I, I leave, and guys are still going, you know, it's it's crazy, it's amazing what happens, and then, you know, what we are also doing is we're using right now media I mean how many of you guys use right now media know what right now media is it's it's phenomenal it's the n- Netflix for Christians and it has so many men Bible studies on there groups of studies and so we're doing one right now it's called uh, Common Man Uncommon Life and uh, we play the video it's like 15 minutes long the video has been awesome and then I have discussion questions, they're on the table, and then they answer those discussion questions. Then they take time, they pray together, then one, one somebody from our leadership team will come up, and then we'll have announcements and everything, and then the guys are dismissed for the day. And so the guys are, you start to say about 8.30, the guys, are, if they want, they're out of there by 10 o'clock. But like I said, now they're, they're all buddies now. And so at 10 o'clock, they're still sticking around and doing it. So again, right now, media, if you can get that, Man, I, I don't work for Right Now Media, so I'm not getting any bonuses for it, but it, it is phenomenal, phenomenal, and uh, great stuff there. Yeah, they do, all, exactly, they do all the work for you, and uh, it, it's great. Um, so that's our first level, that first interest into men's ministry. So it's easy for us to get up on a Sunday morning. It's easy for us when I meet a guy in the hallway and say, hey, you should come to men's ministry. You should come to First Thing. Come the first thing. And so, because it's a larger group of guys that come in there. Our second level is this that we want to say we want to get guys plugged in. And, and that, this is an important one to us, is small groups. Men's small groups um, are so, so key. Again, going back to that church where I got saved at, going back to that church where I went to that men's group, that was a small group. That was a group of guys, again, that were helping me you know, become that man of God that I needed to be. And so small groups are so, so key to what we do. Um, so we, and the first thing, we'll talk about small groups. We'll highlight them. You know, if one of the guys that are there who's leading a small group, I'll say, hey, you know, can you stand up for a second? Tell us about your group. Tell us how they can get plugged in. When do you meet and all that? And so we want, we want you to hear about that. It's so important to our leadership team that I got guys on our leadership team that's leading a small group as well. Uh, one of our guys who started one on a Thursday night at the church, I just looked into this the other day, that he's outgrowing the room. The room that he's in, he's outgrowing out, out growing the room twice now. And so it's just amazing how it's just happening. And then what's so what's happening there too is the guys that attend our church are inviting guys from work they are coming to this group. And so this, this last week I met two guys that don't attend Calvary, they are invited because their buddy from work who tends calvary says hey come to my small group and so again in a small group that's where iron sharpens iron that's where accountability takes place that's where an accountability where i can sit there and look at you and say hey are you really well hey what's going on in your life and so we push small groups it's what's cool about that as a, again, it goes back to our vision of our church and our mission of our church. Our church is about small groups, too. And so guys who come to a first thing are not only just hearing about groups for the first time. They're hearing about it all the time as as the church. Hey, you, you know what? You should experience a life group with your your family. Or, hey, you should be, we call them life groups at our church. You should experience that. And you should be involved in that. And so, so now they're hearing it when they come to it. And so... Uh, it is, it is really, really cool to see small groups take place. Uh, again, so we encourage that to take place. Again, uh, men's small groups are life-changing. Uh, it is key to what's taking place. Uh, so you got that. There's a two, your two entrances, first thing, then you got small groups we're pushing, then we do what we call guys' night out. And so guys' night out is uh, something that'll take place maybe once a quarter, uh, maybe on a Friday night or a Saturday, and uh, you know these are these are events that are easy to invite anybody to. This is an event to invite even the person who's not saved to come to. And so we just did one last Friday, and uh, what we how we do our, our night, guys' night out. Guys will come. Uh, we did at seven o'clock. They'll come into the atrium, get us you know name tag, head to our auditorium. We'll have worship. So it's just a room full of guys worshiping God. And so, again, that goes back to my days when I went to Promise Keepers. That was phenomenal, just having a room full of, I should say, a stadium full of men just worshiping God. Well, now we have a room full of guys worshiping God. And then we have someone to get up, and they, they, they bring, bring the word that night. You know, we'll have somebody, uh, this last time we did it, we had our middle school pastor uh, preach that night. And what I love about that is, again, this gives an opportunity that our youth students come out you know when you do your men's ministry i think you got to think about youth students as well because this is a, again a chance go back again to when i was 18 years old it was older guys in the church they were my mentors and so we can invite our youth students to that group it's important for them to hang out with other guys in the church as well so after that event's over with we'll give out a prize we'll give out announcements or whatever then they head to our atrium then we do something fun. And this last, this last Friday, we started off with March Madness, you know. It's simple. Threw up a screen, you know, a lot of the basketball game that was play. But the key thing you always got to have, we need this as men, is food. Yeah. So we had food. Yeah, we had food. We had walking tacos. We had wings, you know. Um, we had cornhole going on. But what was so cool to watch was you had a group of guys sitting right here at a table, eating wings and tacos together that normally won't sit together on a Sunday. Yeah. And then you had another other group of people over here, same thing, you had a, you had a, people over here playing corn together. It was a phenomenal night and you know, so it's a easy, easy event to do. We look at doing those all the, th- you know, once again, once a quarter. So we just call it guys night out and it's kind of fun to just, advertise it that way, hey guys, we're having a guy's night out. You need to come to this. Be a part of that. And then at a guy's night, one of the things they hear about is first thing. Hey, this is your first time here, or even if you're you're here to Calvary and you haven't been a part of it, we want to talk to you about first thing. Come to first thing. You know you think this is cool? Man first thing is even better than that. Then we're also going we highlight we highlight small groups. And so you know I believe when you do an event just don't do an event and not have nothing for them next. So have some follow-up. And that's where, I, again, that's where the first thing comes in. That's where, you know, small groups take place. And so that is, that is key for us. And so you hear about that, and, uh, and that's part of that. Um, so, again, at the event, we advertise all that stuff. And then another uh, then the good point, a component of a vibrant men's ministry is serving. And so I love in a church when you can walk down the hallway and you can go to kids ministry and you see men serving or you can I got men at the door serving. Serving is a key, key thing that part of our men's ministry. So we talk about that. So here at um, our guys night out, we gave opportunities for them to serve in our community. At our church, we do what we call the love the 419. We have a, a person that oversees our community outreaches and our missions. And she lines up all these things for us to be a part in the community, and it's awesome. So as our leadership team, we got together and said, hey, let's, as men's ministry, own one of those community things and and get guys into that. So one of the things that we're doing, it was cool to listen to you guys talk when I first came in the room. Uh, We're doing it next, no, April 9th. It's uh, the walleye runs happening in Maumee, and so if you ever been to that, the river, there's thousands of guys. Guys that come from all over the United States to be a part of the walleye run. Well, first cast is usually like at 7.40 in the morning. We're getting there at six o'clock in the morning, setting up some Calvary tents along the river, and we're just handing out coffee and donuts. And so it's an easy way for guys, that I advertise for guys, hey, you know what? Let's go serve our community. Let's go, let's go do the walleye run. And you know they're like, I'm not getting in the river. no, 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 no. We're gonna hand out donuts, we're gonna hand out coffee. And so and then it's going to create an opportunity for us to talk to guys, because I fish that. And so you come down there with guys having handing out donuts and coffee, they're going to want to talk to you. And they're going to ask, hey, why are you doing this? Easy opportunity. hey, the Church just loves you. Churches just want to give you something to do. And hey, we also want to invite you to next week Easter services. And so that's the chance for us, again, to maybe reach some people who are not saved and do that. So that's one of our outreaches. The other one we're doing this year is serving together is habit for uh, Habitat, uh, they're gonna build a house, and so they asked us if we wanted to be a part of that, and so I got guys in the church, and you guys probably have them all in your church, that are, they're great construction people, and we're gonna go build some things together, and it's gonna be cool, it's gonna be a week long of doing that, and you know, it gives you a chance to be, be somebody you don't know in the church, and work along with them, and create a friendship out of that. And the uh, next one we're going to do is a missions trip. We're going to Nicaragua in October, and it's a building construction one, building a church. And so we invited the men's, men's ministry. Hey, anybody from men's ministry want to do this? You can sign up for it. And I, and I talk about serving being so key, because this is what I saw when our church moved from one location to another, and we, we got a theater. And so in that theater, we had to remodel. And so there was a season where we were doing that at night. You know, we would have volunteer nights and everything. Hey, come, let's rip the carpet off the walls. Let's pull up the tile. It's going to be so much fun. Well, it was fun, but it was also a lot of work. But also what happened was this guy was working with this guy, this guy was in, and they, they made a friendship out of that. And so in my mind, if we can do that, then it happens is this, then? keith and todd here can they, they become friends because they're working together now they're going to come to eat, the first thing together maybe they're going to start a small group together hey now they build a trust with each other when they're going through something rough in their life they got each other they're accountable to each other and so serving does that part of it and so we create that uh, for that to happen um, you know and we're looking forward to what god's going to do this year with the, those serving opportunities how many guys are going to come out for it uh, and be a part of it. I, you know, A couple years ago, I led a team to Puerto Rico for a hurricane relief, and it was guys in the church who weren't really connected in a different way, but they, they got to build a house for a lady there, and now these guys are lifelong friends, and they text each other all the time, they call each other, it just, but it's all kind of out of a serving thing. So this is Calvary's men's ministry, and our heart was to have a vibrant ministry a ministry that gave a uh, life change to guys you know uh, we prayed about this seeking God's direction and uh, and you know and we felt again it needed to be a part of the mission of the church we felt like hey I needed to have a leadership team and and that's kind of what we put up, put together and again we said okay hey, we want to reach those four unreached groups in the church and again those four reached groups are again the person who's not saved the person who's a disciple You know, the leaders in your church and the one who's hurting. And it's not perfect. I've made mistakes along the way. You know, when I first started leading men's ministry, I thought any event I did had to be with sports. I'm a sports guy. I love sports. So I would plan everything to do with sports. Well, guess what? Not everybody in your church is a sports guy. So they would come out to the event, and I'm thinking, hey, I asked them when they were leaving, hey, did you have a good time? It was all right. And they're like, what do you mean it was all right, man? We got to play corner, we're watching football, we're doing all these things. We just had a bunch of meat together. What is what's wrong? It wasn't what it wasn't their thing. And so you got you gotta make put that in your mind that hey, not everybody's the sports guy. Not every so whatever thing you're doing, how am I reaching every guy what they like and what they want to do? And um, I think it, you know. You know, again, about men's ministry, I think it like it's like this way. Again, I told you guys, some of you guys that were in here earlier, you know, one of the things I love to do is go fishing. And growing up in Sandusky, it was easy to go fishing. Just walk outside, it was gonna go fishing. <laughs> you, know, it was, you know, it was right there, right, Tom? It's, a, yeah, it's a, they, But now, I gotta go to the river, you know, and the walleye is in the river right now. And so now I gotta put these waders on, and I gotta walk out to the river, and I gotta, Watch every step that I take. And I got to get out there. And then the river's muddy and it's flowing. And I got to cast. And I cast. I got to reel it back in. And then I got to cast again. I gotta cast again. Then I got to cast again. Then I got to change my weight. And then I got to change my bait. Hoping to catch that one fish, that one one. And when I do, there's a win. That's men's ministry. You got to keep casting. You got to keep going, changing your weight up. Changing up your bait. Changing those things up and say, okay, what am I doing to get that guy? What am I doing? And then when you get him, guess what? You got to change it up again. You know, we have a plan together right now. But again, we're always looking and saying, okay, what do I got to do different? What do we got to do? Because guys are changing all the time. Their schedules are changing. And so you want to do this. And then the other thing I want to tell you is this. Don't, don't beat yourself up with numbers. Sometimes I think men's ministry thinks, man, i gotta, I got to have 100 guys at my event, or i got to have this number or whatever. we got to have this big conference. we got to have all these things to reach these guys. It's not about the numbers, because here's what happens. We, when we put that number thing out there, then it doesn't happen we beat ourselves up. What you need to celebrate and look what you're doing is to go back to my story again. How many Keiths are you reaching? Because when I get a Keith that comes to that group and his life is changed, that's right. That's the victory right there. That's men's ministry. And that's what we want. Because if that you get a Keith again, you change him, guess what? Keith goes out into his, his house, his home, and changes his way he's raising his family. He changes the way he loves his wife and does that. He goes into his job. And he's able to talk about God in a positive way. That's what men's ministry is about. So don't get caught up in the numbers. So many people get caught up in numbers. Don't get caught up in the numbers. How many people are you reaching? How many guys are you got? Because if you're doing that, your, your men's ministry is going to grow. It'll happen. God knows what you've got to do on that part of it. So that's, that's my... My thoughts on building a vibrant men's ministry, uh, you know, you know, questions, answers that I can ask for you guys, anything for you guys, and even if you want to tell me about your men's ministry or some of the things you're doing, I'd love to hear from you at this time. That's a great question. So, yeah, our guys, when they come in, they do fill out some kind of registration, and so we do have a database of all the guys in our church who are attending the event. If they're new, I do do send something new to them now and say, hey, man, thanks for being here. Just want to remind you that, hey, we have first thing, we have this. We want you to be, you know, you can jump in that part of it. So we treat it almost like our, on a Sunday morning, a first-time guest, you know, so. uh, Chris, you had your hand up? Are you always there for that? Or do you kind of just get to do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. So we have a small group pastor on our team. So let's say Chris wants to be, you've come to our event, and you want to be a small group leader. You might approach me and say, hey, I want to do that. I'm like, great. Guess what? I'm going to introduce you to Pastor Chris, who's on our team. He's going to walk you through, you know, training for small groups. He's got all that, and then he's going to help you get set up. And so, yeah, so he does that part of it. And then So I don't have to be there for that part of it. Um, then some of our groups do meet at in homes. Some of them meet at church. Some of them are meeting just at the coffee shop, you know, wherever they're at. And some of them are meeting, like, I'm not even up at this time, but, like, 530 in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah, because they're catching guys. Guys are saying, hey, I got to go into work. Let's meet together and do that. So, uh, no, that's so You're not like, president every week. You no. You know? And I know which ones are going on, so like the one on Thursday, I stopped in that one just to check it out. Um, so, I, you know, I kind of keep a record of our guys' groups that we have. And this is, this is a, so trying to get guys to be a small group leader is not always easy, too. So, you know, guys, you know, sometimes th- even people just think, hey, I'm not, I'm not a leader. And we got to show them, hey, when you come to first thing, you know how we watch a video, you break down on the table, that's a small group. And if you could do that part, you could do be a small group leader too. So that's a great question. Yes, sir. I was privileged to be at the Men's Thank yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I thought the Lord really anointed you in the, the prize you awarded. Like you had technical hmm. discernment and wisdom. Yeah. You never know what to do with those things, but I think you should share with yeah. them and how God gave you that spirit. Yeah. That. So we were just thinking, okay, what do we give out for a prize for guys? And the prize was just simply, you register, you're you're eligible for the prize. So we put our own little um, box of meat together. And so, so I got two ribeye tomahawk steaks, so the big tomahawk steaks. And then I put some uh, sausage in there, three pounds of bacon, you know. And so oh, yeah. took those all out. Uh, yeah. I've never seen men so excited. Yeah, yeah, market. yeah. Yeah, they were just... Yeah, 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 yeah. So and then what the cool thing about this was, you know, like I said, we want guys to bring their sons. We want that a a youth student won this, you know. So it, yeah, and yeah, he's. It was so cool. But then I saw his dad on Sunday, and he came up to me and said, "Hey, thank you so much." He goes, "My son has, you know." He won that, he's like now nah, he's been at home for twenty four hours googling how we're gonna cook all this meat. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's so that's what it yeah, cool it, that, c- right. it it created a bond for him and his his son too as well to do that. So but yeah, it's just hey I went to the meat market and I'm like, hey guys, we like meat, right? You yeah, know? Yeah. And so let's put it in the cooler and then and got it off there. So cool. yeah. 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 Yes, sir. We have a lot of farmers and stuff in our, our church. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it dies off yeah. It's I don't know what to do to yeah. It's to do a lot of yeah. So, just this is quickly off the top of my head. Like, I know farmers get up early in the morning and to get going. They have long days. So I don't know if it's like beneficial to, I don't know how close the farmers are. Like, you have one farmer here and he's the other one's 20 miles down the road. If you can create something. That before they start their day, that you got a little coffee and time together and time to pray for them in the morning time and send them off. You know, I don't know how, you know, your schedule or anything like that, so, but it, I can see that being a challenge. Okay. And and how do you, how do you work that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, 5 o'clock in the morning, Tom. You, Come on, I got you, 6 a.m. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I, I That's would try something like that. Yeah. Have a morning group on Saturday and maybe something Yeah, we've talked even as our leadership team. Like, hey, we do first thing on the first Saturday of the month, but maybe that's maybe we need to look at something maybe during the week or something like that now too you know so that's we're we're in that conversation as well too like what else can we do that's easy to get the guys involved in too yeah yeah yep. yeah so that's good anything else guys cool well can i pray for you guys don't know if you did earlier i had to step so i yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give no, I uh, can. Give you a yeah. Response. So I'll, I can kind of even put my email up here on this board, but it's easy. It's K Kurtz, you know, K, then another K U R T Z at org. and I'll write it up here so you guys can see it. Uh, but uh, yeah, any question you guys have about men's ministry, ask me. I'd love to. I'd love to, you know love to just talk that and see how guys are connecting you know how you guys are connecting in the church but can I pray with you guys so father we thank you for today and God God I thank you for the men in this room today God their heart to connect other men and so God we pray for these churches God that you continue just to rise men up in these churches God use these guys to be the leaders to kind of help direct that and God I look forward to the life change that's going to happen in these churches God the life change is going to take place in a guy's life. And, God, we know we can get hold of a man and let them have that change. God, homes are going to be different. Jobs are going to be different. Communities are going to be different. Churches are going to be different. So, God, we pray that, God, we pray that men will raise up to be followers of you. And so, God, I ask you to use these leaders in this room, God. Thank you for the, for the calling that you have on their life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much.